Santa was very, very good to the Ole Miss Rebels this year. Seriously, very good to the Ole Miss Rebels this year. You are locked on Ole Miss. Your daily podcast on the Ole Miss Rebels. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, welcome to Locked On Ole Miss Podcast. I am your host, Stephen Willis. Thank you very much for joining me. Right now, I do want to let you know, these days feel like every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. That is why LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right teams for your team, for your team faster and for free. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. Terms and conditions apply. Also, thank you for making the Locked On Ole Miss Podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. Do us a favor, subscribe to the YouTube channel, hit the bell for notifications, and participate in the conversation by commenting down below or upvoting the video itself. We'd appreciate that very much. Anyway, major, major Christmas for Ole Miss. We went in with several questions around the Ole Miss football team post-early signing day last Wednesday. It took Ole Miss until the weekend to answer legitimately one of those positions that was the most needed questions. And that is the commitment of Chris Marshall and Trey Harris to the wide receiver room. Chris Marshall is a former five-star, former number 25 player in the country, not number 25 wide receiver, number 25 player in the country, Under Armour All-American. He's got three years of eligibility. He comes from Texas A&M. He's a wide out, 6'3", 205, in that mold, has a chance to be really, really special. He wasn't the only person that committed to the wide receiver room over the weekend. Trey Harris, the wide receiver from Louisiana Tech, has two years of eligibility. He committed to Ole Miss. He is an all-conference USA player, really good player. You've seen his highlights on Twitter. You've probably seen me post a couple of them. You can see exactly what he can do. He's a big-time get. Multiple years of eligibility for both the ones. Big pickups and a chance to honestly make the wide receiver room whole again. Post um, transfer portal defections and signing days and graduation and all that, they have a chance to take a weakness into a major strength. Now let's talk about Chris Marshall. He's an Under Armour All-American from last year, went to Texas A&M, had some, let's say, issues Um at Texas A&M. They had problems all in the locker room and they're blaming it on everybody. People are going to tell you all the time this isn't a bad signing. Do not listen to them. This is a very good signing for Ole Miss and the culture of this team will take over. If you saw Jackson Dart at the end of the year and how he acted, that's going to be how he moves going forward and somebody like Chris Marshall will benefit. Now, what we probably need to do is make sure that they raise up instead of sticking back down to their other level. But Chris Marshall has all the talent in the world, a chance to be a really big-time wide receiver. It's the reason Texas A&M paid all that money. Um, and the transfer portal last or the early signing class last year, and this year he was in the portal to go out because I think he was suspended once or twice. Um, not necessarily, nothing really bad, but stuff that probably needs to be corrected moving forward. But really, really good player for the Ole Miss Rebels and who has a chance to be very special. 
immediately replaces a Jonathan Mingo. Now, we saw Trey Harris also in there from Louisiana Tech, wide receiver, big catches. There's plays against Clemson, back-to-back plays. There's our, all sorts of stuff of him making plays downfield. He's an all-conference USA player of pretty good proportion. Now, when he was at Louisiana Tech, we've seen this before, he played with Sonny Cumbie at Louisiana Tech and was in the air raid. Now, we all know that the air raid does a lot of intermediate to short stuff, but the fun stuff isn't really a part of the game. Much like Malik Heath, he'll have a chance to play that role moving forward. Now, those two pieces are fantastic, and you can see over to the side. I'm saying this wide receiver room is loaded, and that is because of not just the transfer portal. If you go back to early signing day, Caden Lee um, signed, who is a jitterbug-type player that would be a I don't want to say prototypical slot player, but he's one of those phone booth types. He's fast and quick and can make some noise over the middle of the field. And they also signed Aiden Williams. Now, I think two things here with Aiden Williams. One, if Sunterine Perkins was not being signed by Ole Miss this year, if he wasn't in this class, Aiden Williams would be by far the best player in the state of Mississippi. I think Aiden Williams gets overshadowed by the fact that he's in the same class with a generational type player. And knowing that, he's going to be at the Under Armour All-American game. And I am going to be there this week, towards the end of this week, watching practice, interviewing players. We're going to report on Sunterine Perkins and Aiden Williams because we'll probably be the only Ole Miss affiliated site down there. So we have a chance to do some pretty cool stuff. But it should be a lot of fun. So I'm looking forward to that. But Aiden Williams, I'm just going to be honest. The people, the Under Armour people, love him. They think he has a chance to be really special, but it's going to be up to Aiden and the practices and how he performs going into that game. Now, you can see four players into the transfer portal class and how excited, how good they can be. The potential is off the charts for these guys. Now, these guys are going to end up in the same room with Dayton Wade who by the end of the year was a very serviceable wide receiver. Jordan Watkins, who is adjusting to the slot role and had his chance to really break out, and Jalen Robinson. So you can see how this could be potentially a 6-7-8 wide receiver unit for next season because Jeremiah Dillon, Larry Simmons, they're still available as well. And I think Jeremiah Dillon has a chance to be a very, very special wide receiver. I think he was injured for most of the year, and that's the reason he didn't break out. So as this offense grows, this is the next step. You have a generational type backfield with potentially Zach Evans, because we don't know if he's going pro. By the time this gets released, it might be announced, but who knows? He could come back. Quinshawn Judkins has a chance to break the SEC freshman rushing record this year in the bowl game. Pretty big deal. Kedra Criscano, really good football player that has a chance to, even if Zach Evans goes pro, step in and do the things that we want him to do. And none of that is even talking about Ulysses Bentley IV, who is a former all-conference USA, or all-American, not the country, the conference player um, in 2021 has a chance to be fairly special. 
this offense has a chance to grow. Now, the question, Jeremy James, that's going to be a big question moving forward and what they do in the transfer portal with the offensive line. A lot of that is going to be on John Garrison. We'll see exactly what he wants to do. But when we come back, we will talk about another transfer that is coming to Ole Miss and potentially who might be next. We'll talk about that as well. But right now, I do want to let you know about LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs um, makes it where every day, new potential hires can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have the access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. So go to the website, create yourself a profile. You can see online exactly how how to do that. There's templates everywhere. Now, add your purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you are, in fact, hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It is why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find qualified candidates you want to talk to faster, Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. All right, thanks again for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen today. For your second listen today, check out Locked On Sports today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with the local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked on Sports Today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast. All right. First segment, we talked about the wide receiver room that I think is absolutely potentially loaded at this point. Good news for the offense. Good news for Jackson Dart. Excellent. Santa was very good to Ole Miss for the wide receiver room. But they weren't done. Ole Miss got a commitment from John Saunders, Jr. from Miami of Ohio. He's a cornerback with two years of eligibility, um, six foot two, 205 pounds, grown up pretty well. Looks like he has the body and the frame to play well in the Southeastern Conference. We'll get to see how he transitions over. Now, we've talked all the time why it's important to get a um, cornerback and what that cornerback actually means. Before, when Deontay, DeAndre Prince was rumored to be going to the NFL, Everybody worried about having to replace him. And then you have a freshman that was going to have to step up and be the guy. Now, with DeAndre Prince and Davis Nagmanusen as the starters, right there, right where you want it to be, John Saunders gets to come in and is a Miles Battle replacement. So we'll get to see exactly what he does. Um, But he has a chance to be a pretty good nickel corner. He's got the size to play inside on the slot. If he's needed to be, it allows their defense to be extremely versatile. Really good pickup for Lane Kiffin and the Ole Miss Rebels. Um, I'm thinking about saying Chris Partridge, but with all the rumors going around about Partridge, who knows? But we'll get to see exactly what they do. And this weekend is the proof that the portal and high school recruiting, they're not linked at all. You can want the narrative from early signing day as you have for the last two years to be some kind of a siren song, some kind of a warning about the early signing day and the transfer portal. 
but they, they're not connected at all. Ole Miss lost 25% of their commitments in early signing day. Everybody freaked out. Oh, But just like the last two years, the transfer portal got off to a good start. I think the issue is, okay, and I'm going to bitch about this for just a second. People need something to justify exactly what they're doing. So they put rankings at the end of early signing day. So that's what it means. That is the old signing day from February 2nd from five, six years ago. Remember how I told you, people that rely on the way things have always been don't know what the heck they're talking about. Ignore them. Run away as fast as you can. And exactly an example of that are people that put any credence whatsoever in these high school rankings that come out on early signing day. It, that is like people taking a victory lap with 12 minutes to go in the second quarter. It just doesn't fly. So the transfer portal is going to build that up. If you want to look at a number and see exactly what the rankings are, look at the total combined rankings about June 1st. That's the moment you can tell. But in this age of instant gratification, people are going to freak out and try and come up with some sort of a conclusion. And honestly, if you were close to Lane Kiffin on signing day and you signed a normal class and Lane Kiffin signed 12, that's not something you should crow about. He has a ton more room. He is completely not done. You are. So just remember what's going on there. The transfer portal is unbelievably good for Ole Miss. And what is next in the transfer portal for Ole Miss? I think Adari Halsey is somebody that we need to keep an eye on. He's a good friend of Chris Marshall. They went to high school together. They visited together. And I think they're going back and forth about announcing. So pay attention. Um, he may have already committed by the time we record it. If not, it could break during Monday. We'll see exactly what happens. But Adari Halsey, by the way, we'll talk about him. People are going to say, hey, it's a package deal. It's a package deal. That's, that's not necessarily the case. Adari Halsey is a 210-pound safety. He's built like a box safety. He's designed to do what Ole Miss does. And because of that, he can adjust to this defense quickly. He's got the build for it. He's got the range for it. He was a freshman All-American. So he is a good player. So don't look at a situation... I guess like in the age of um, Joe McKnight when I worked at Ole Miss way back in the Stone Age, we used to call it a calf and a cow because you want to get the cow, cow, but you're willing to um, offer the calf to get him. You offered as many as you had to get to get this player because they were deemed as a special, unmissable player. This is not that situation. If Chris Marshall did not commit to Ole Miss, Adari Halsey would still be somebody Ole Miss needs to look at because he has the body type, the frame, and plays a position in our defense that is valuable. Adari Halsey has a chance to be a really good player on defense completely outside of Chris Marshall. So when people talk about how it's a package deal, while that might technically be close, that's not exactly the whole story here. Like most everything else, there's layers it's not an all good or an all bad situation. There's going to be good and bad in each decision that is made. It's like this. This transfer portal, 
they might be friends. That doesn't necessarily mean they're a package deal. They could end up in the same place, not necessarily a package deal. But in the name of recruiting services and such, and people like me, we're going to refer to it as a package deal because they're friends and they know each other and they went to high school together and they visited together. Those signs make it look like a package deal, even though it might not be. So bear with us on that. Now, other players in the transfer portal, I think I saw on on three that Traore, the tight end from Arkansas State, is looking out west. So he may not be an option. Now, players are going to there's going to be another wave of players going into the portal immediately following their bowl game. It won't be like this early because of the really tightness of the window. Because after the Ole Miss game, if somebody wants to go in the transfer portal, they've got 18 or so days to make the decision because they have to make the decision by the 18th or else they're going to have to wait until April. So we'll see exactly how that goes. There, there are players all over the field, but after early signing day, Ole Miss completely locked up their wide receiver room. They're good at running back. They probably could use an offensive lineman. They probably could use a tight end. Defensively, box safety, um, defensive lineman, they've already grabbed their linebacker. You're seeing that this Ole Miss puzzle is being put together, and you can kind of see how it is being put together. And there's an emphasis on defense. I think Suntarine Perkins has a chance to be an immediate impact player. I'm looking forward to him getting an Oxford and all of the stuff that he can do. Now, in any situation in recruiting, there's ups and downs that could happen. There's sources that could be wrong. There's just the fact that people could have bad information. So be patient with what's going on because there's names that could pop that you weren't thinking of. There's names that you could be told was a sure thing that could go somewhere else and do something completely different. It's one of the reasons I love transfer portal season because it's essentially chaos. It's the reason I say all the time, I, I do not feel feel good or, you know, I feel sorry for anybody that has to cover the transfer portal with any realistic and, and are actually putting their skins in the game because of how hard that will be. Because it isn't the same. A lot of these guys have learned from their high school recruiting and they're not going to make those mistakes in such a short time frame. So we'll be able to hopefully see exactly what they can do. Um, but I, I'm excited. But the next name you probably work look look for is Adari Halsey. I think that one could be the next name to pop. But, you know, like I said, anything can happen in transfer portal recruiting. This episode is brought to you by BetOnline.net. It is your number one source for all of your sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. If you look down below, you can see that the Ole Miss-Texas Tech line has gone up. Ole Miss is now favored by 3.5 points. The over-under has gone up to 70 points. As we've re reached game week and people are starting to really pay attention to this football game. The game is December 28th, 8 o'clock Central on ESPN. December 28th, my anniversary. Um, so that would be pretty fun as well. So either way, December 28th is going to be a pretty good day. If you love sports podcasts, you can even find those as BetOnline as well. They're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. It's BetOnline, 
where the game starts. All right, thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen today. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts, including YouTube. Do us a favor and subscribe to the YouTube page. Hit the bell for notifications and, of course, upvote the video itself and participate in the conversation down below by commenting. Now, we got a football game this week. Got a football game in about, what is it? 56 hours, 60 hours, something like that. And Ole Miss and Texas Tech is going to be a very interesting game. Now, these are a couple of things you need to watch for in this game. Texas Tech, is offensive. their offensive coordinator is the guy that was Bailey Zappi's offensive coordinator at Western Kentucky last year. They throw the ball around the yard. They like throwing the ball. That is their preferred method of doing it. Now, in doing so, that matches up poorly with Ole Miss's defense. So, it comes down to a situation that you need to watch. The team that can do the best ability of what their, what's not their strength, I'm not going to say their weakness, what is not their strength is going to have the advantage in this game. The de- decisive part of this game could be Texas Tech's run offense against Ole Miss's run defense. If Ole Miss does a good job against that run defense, they get to play their defense and can get exotic and things like that. And the 3-2-6 with these smaller windows could be a little bit more effective. We saw games looking over the Texas Tech season to where Tyler Shuck has looked a bit erratic at times. Not calling him a bad quarterback. I'm, I just think he misses some throws that he should make from time to time. But he's a college quarterback. They mostly do that. Now, that tells me that if Ole Miss can stop their run and get into their normal defensive system, they can probably catch an errant throw or two. They have a chance to pick him off a couple of times. Again, Tyler Shuck, decent quarterback, Texas Tech, good team. And like I said, if Ole Miss plays sloppy, Texas Tech will beat them. But if we're looking for Ole Miss as a way to win this game, this is how they get there. And that is stopping the run and forcing Tyler Shuck, whenever he messes up, making him pay. If Ole Miss does that, it could be a fairly comfortable game moving into the fourth quarter. Now, if Texas Tech can run the ball, which opens up them having to do certain things to stop the run, which gives the defense in the back a little bit more space they have to cover, that's going to make Tyler Shuck more effective, and all of a sudden, Texas Tech is the best version of themselves. That's a problem for the Ole Miss Rebels. Ole Miss is built to play ahead. They're front runners. They're not built to play from behind. That's just what they are this year. Now, I don't think they'll be that next year. So anybody that's looking at what's going on and thinking that how it tells the story for next season, that's not exactly it. I look at this season real similarly honestly, to do that 2019 season. There are players that are getting their feet wet that have a chance to make a benefit down the road. I think it'll be interesting to see. Remember, lots of fun stuff on the table for Ole Miss. Jonathan Mingo and Malik Heath, their last game in an Ole Miss uniform. I expect Quinshawn Judkins to go off. I think Texas Tech is going to sell out to stop the run. But it is imperative for Ole Miss to not fall into that trap and continue to do what they're best at and just do it effectively. 
If they come out and try to throw the ball and throw the ball 50 times, advantage Texas Tech. Period. It's not even close. So this important thing is this game could be decided by which team um, comes from their weakest position better. Ole Miss's run defense, Texas Tech's run offense. And Ole Miss not taking the bait, throwing the football, and actually running the ball a good bit. So the run game is going to be imperative to who wins this game. It's going to be a line of scrimmage game. Ole Miss has to win on the line of scrimmage. This will be the first game that we've seen John Garrison coach. Just just an added piece of drama to go into this game. So there's a lot of stuff going on, and honestly, I'm really excited about it. I want to see Judkins break Herschel's record. That record has stood for 42 years. You have a chance to break that. Um, I want to see Zach Evans go off. If it's ideal, both running backs go over 100 yards. If that happens, Ole Miss wins the game. If both, if one running back goes over 100, it's going to be iffy. If neither one of them does, look for Texas Tech to have the advantage. I think the run game is going to tell the story for both sides in this football game. I think Jared Ivey, Cedric Johnson, um, well, anybody on the defensive line, whoever plays, because I think Cedric had surgery, um, whoever plays on the defensive line, Tavius Robinson, those guys have to do a good job against the run. Now, what will Ole Miss do? What wrinkles will they have? I don't expect them to completely shift in just a couple of weeks before this game. But in a situation on first down, could you see something like J.J. Pegues playing out at end to where you add a little bit of size to that line, to where you can walk up the outside linebacker and all of a sudden it's a true 4-2-5. Because basically in a defense, it's all an over and an under defense, whether you run a 3-4 or a 4-3. So however you step into that defense, I want to know if they have the ability to do that. Maybe put Austin Keys out there. He's got a little size to him. And all of a sudden you can change the point of attack and do things that they're not expecting you to do. It'll be interesting to see. Nobody from Ole Miss is opting out for this game. And honestly, they shouldn't. Because this is the most important game in recent memory in Ole Miss football. Because this game is about reestablishing momentum. The crap that went on in August or November, I mean, can't happen again. It has stunned it completely the momentum. Let's build off Christmas weekend into the football game, into the Under Armour All-American game, transfer portal after that. Build that over into spring football, and let's make this our best version of ourselves. That's the whole goal. We want to be the best version of ourselves. It's okay to talk about missteps that happen because – the reality is you need to expect excellence in all aspects of what you're doing. That's that that's what you need to do. This is a new Ole Miss. This isn't the same little old Ole Miss. This is a new Ole Miss with a $9 million a year coach. So let's go into this game, maximize it, and continue to build. Seriously. Anyway, thank you for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen today. For your second listen today, check out Locked On Sports today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, 
Go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with the local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. It's Locked On Sports Today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast. Thank you very much for tuning in today. Tune in tomorrow. We'll keep going. We're always on Transfer Portal Watch, and I really do appreciate you um, handling my mental health break over the weekend. So we all needed that. Anyway, let's go. Let's get busy. Awesome week. It's game week. Texas Bowl. Howdy toddy.